And so many people struggle with that right now where they settle, they're in a relationship where they want someone to shout them from the rooftops. They want to be exclusive. They want to get married. They have intentions to, and they're with a partner who has completely different intentions. They're maybe with a partner who might never want the same things that they do, but then they still stay in those relationships because it feels safe. It feels comfortable. Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast, where we break through all the fears, obstacles, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the life, relationships, and business or career you desire. I am your host, Evelyn Huynh, founder of Evolve 89 Coaching Institute, speaker and transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. Join me each week to heal and strengthen the relationship with yourself and activate your authentic voice so that you can evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Hello, hello, you gorgeous being, and welcome back to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast. And yet again, I am coming to you live, aka recorded episode from my car. (laughs) So this is episode 18, which is also part two of the relationship series that started last week. So if you haven't listened to part one, I highly recommend going and checking out part one. We got amazing feedback. We went over trust issues in relationships, generational trauma, all the different things. And in today's episode, we're going to be going over some deeper topics such as substance abuse, race, low self-worth, and a couple of other things. And we're just going to get right into it because I didn't realize how hard and difficult it is for me to talk about this stuff. Like I feel like when I'm sharing it with a friend, it's a lot easier, but for the first time, I'm actually sharing it in a more public setting where anyone and everyone can hear it. So for the purpose of privacy, we are going to call relationship number two or lack thereof J. And it's interesting because this one I was contemplating on even if I wanted to share it because we were never boyfriend and girlfriend. There were never labels attached. And that's actually one of the red flags and problems in this relationship, but because there was a period of time where we were seeing each other and everyone around us did think that we were dating, it's important for me to include because this is a really, this was a pretty big chunk of, you know, my adolescent growing up, if you will. And a lot of you who are in relationships now, or maybe just one out of relationships, you're going to be able to resonate in a lot of different areas of this today's conversation and in this relationship journey and we're gonna just start at the very beginning so we met in high school and at this time mind you I had already been cheated on I already have trust issues and this was another person who I found to be my safe space if you listen to last week's episode then you can probably see a recurring theme where I didn't grow up in an emotionally safe environment or household. And so I was seeking safety and love outside of me and specifically in relationships. And being the Scorpio hopeless romantic that I am, I just threw myself at every single 
guy who kind of gave me a little bit of love and attention. And obviously I was really attracted to them and la 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 la. So this whole time that me and him were seeing each other, every single person around us thought that we were dating. However, it was never, this is my boyfriend or this is my girlfriend. It was like, he was completely afraid of commitment And any time we had the conversation about labels, he just brushed it off. And because I feared that he would leave and that whatever we had would end, I would just go along with it. And it's honestly so wild because as an adult now, I'm seeing this happen all around me. I see a lot of, you know, mostly women who stay in relationships with their partners where Their partners have no interest in putting labels on it. They have no interest in putting a ring on it, even though this is what they want. So it was, so for me, I wanted to be exclusive so badly. I wanted to share from the rooftops that he was my boyfriend and that I was his girlfriend, but I never got that. And so I settled because what it felt like felt so real and good. I stayed, but looking back in hindsight, he didn't deserve me. He just wanted to keep me around because, hey, it was fun until he found his next girlfriend or the person that he really wanted to be with. And so the whole time that we were together, I just remember sticking to him like glue. And after my previous relationship, my relationship with my parents were already really, really rocky. If it wasn't good before, it was even worse now. And worst part of this conversation and this relationship in this part of my life was that I had come across cannabis and this segues into talking about cannabis which is a whole other conversation and topic on its own which I'll do an episode on however I'll share with you what's important to know in this you know this conversation is that I never really fit in anywhere and I was extremely bullied by you know, my friends and kind of felt like an outcast. And I found myself being in the smoking section, hanging out with these people who were super nice and they kind of made me feel loved and they wanted to be friends with me. So next thing I know, I'm in the smoking section, (laughs) making friends with people and smoking cigarettes, even though I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. And I became friends with this one girl who was also a pothead she smoked a lot and because I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be friends with her I ended up starting smoking myself and I remember the first time that I smoked it was the most it was the most I don't even know what word to describe it like traumatizing experience like I remember I greened out I think I threw up it was just horrible fast forward anyway so this is like me already having kind of smoked a little bit here and there and then I started getting really addicted to the feeling of getting high and at this point I didn't think that I had a problem I was just getting high all the time all day every day I loved the feeling of just being high because I felt like I wasn't really thinking about anything else and Jay this man that I was seeing or guy that I was seeing he also dealt marijuana or sorry cannabis he sold it he also smoked it so anytime I went over to his place it was like every 
every single person, you know, in our friend group, we would go over to his place to hang out. And I just remember all we would ever do is just be in his bedroom. There'd be like four, six of us and we would just pass around the bong and we would just get high or we would be in his car and we would hotbox the car. And that entire relationship was pretty much based on like getting high. And I think at this time, because I was already starting to kind of have a dependency problem with cannabis, which I had no idea that I had, and he had it, which meant that I didn't have to pay for it. And so I kind of just escaped to his place all the time. I was there, I slept over, and I think through this relationship, I started, this was really where my dependency and addiction with cannabis really started to, I guess, grow. And not to mention the mental and emotions that you go through being in a relationship where there's a part of you that wants so badly to be loved and he's giving you everything that you want but then not everything at the same time. You know what I mean? Where, you know, there was affection, there was love, there was intimacy, yet he would never put a label on it. And so there was also this tiny part of me that's like, why are you not putting a label on it? Is it because you want to go around and be with other girls? Is it because, you know, and I'm playing all these stories and nothing ever made sense, but I would just kind of put on the back burner. And so many people struggle with that right now where they settle. They're in a relationship where they want someone to shout them from the rooftops. They want to be exclusive. They want to get married. They have intentions to and they're with a partner who has completely different intentions. They're maybe with a partner who might never want the same things that they do. But then they still stay in those relationships because it feels safe. It feels comfortable. And maybe there's a part of them that worries if they leave this, they might not find somebody else better. And that was me. Everything was so good that I completely ignored all the red flags. Until one day, we were on this like grad trip, if you will. And I remember we went to Quebec together. Like it was like multiple schools. We all go And at this point, he was being very, very distant with me. And long story short, uh, as we're on the bus coming back to Ottawa, which is where I lived, someone from a completely different school sent me a text message with a photo. And they're like, is this Jay? And I saw and I was like, holy shit, this is totally him. He has very distinct hair, like very big puffy black hair and you could just tell it from a mile away and I just knew and my heart sank because it was a picture of him making out with another girl and my heart was just shattered and I'm pretty sure he was kind of banking that I wouldn't know about it but because I saw this picture you can't run away like there's literally proof right there and I remember confronting him about it and he invited me over to his house and It's like, have you ever had those conversations where people are saying a lot, but then at the same time, they're saying nothing? Like, you think back and you're like, wow, we had a really long conversation. But it's like, what the fuck was that conversation even about? So this was it. It was kind of like this 
okay, let's get on the same page. I'm going to come clean and I'm also breaking up this thing, whatever we have. So basically what happened was he cried this whole time. I'm crying this whole time. I have no idea why things are ending. And all he keeps saying is like, it's me. It's not you. And he's bawling his eyes out, which is giving me mixed feelings. Cause I'm like, if this is hurting you so badly, why are you like, why are you breaking this up? And come to find out he was kind of interested in this other girl, which is the same person that he was making out with, which fun fact actually was this, a girl that I had invited to one of my parties and he knowingly knew that she was there. It was just this whole thing. I mean, mind you, this is also in high school, right? So your whole world is revolved around high school drama and boys and friends and, and all this different stuff. And I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm even like sharing this. But it's also important for me to share because how our relationships were as a young child, even as an adolescent, really paves the way for our relationships now. And this is something that I notice in a lot of the clients that I work with is that a lot of their childhood relationships, whether they're toxic or whether they weren't the best, kind of created almost like a framework for all their relationships later down the road. Because this is all stemmed from patterns from childhood as well as even generationally, right? So we kind of end, but not really. Like we kind of still talk here and there. Long story short, we separated because, well, physically separated after this because I went to school in a completely different city. But then we would still kind of talk here and there and I would come back and we would hang out and you could still feel that there's chemistry there. So like my heart is just torn because I'm like, I don't understand why we ended. You clearly are still attracted to me. I'm still attracted to you, but clearly I'm not good enough in some way. So there's a lot of like worthiness wounds and issues that kind of came up for me. And I remember I just had to do a fuck ton of healing. For anyone who's in a similar position in the sense that you might be in a relationship or you're talking to someone where your needs aren't being met. For example, maybe you are someone who wants to be exclusive and they're not willing to. Or you're someone who knows that you want to get married and have kids, but your partner or the person that you're seeing is not opening up in any way. Maybe they don't have desires to have kids or they're not giving you an answer or whatever it might be. And you're kind of just sitting here like this is not going to serve me. Like, do I stay? Do I leave? Do I have a conversation? You're kind of not sure where you're at. Or maybe you're in that position where like something, it just completely ends and you have no idea why. Maybe they just ghost you one day, they break it off and you're just in this limbo phase of like, what the fuck just happened? Like you're feeling like shit. Your world feels like it's crashing down because you've just broken up. Whatever that might be, healing is necessary and healing is so important. So what I needed to do was I needed to heal. I needed to kind of find my own closure because sometimes when relationships end abruptly where people aren't able to have deep, honest conversations and you're not getting that closure, you have to find that closure for yourself. You have to be able to allow yourself to process those emotions and make up whatever story 
feels good for you so that you're able to just let go and move on. And that's exactly what I did. I let go, I moved on, and I actually moved to California. After university, I moved to California, and this was when, you know, we would kind of just talk here and there. And you know what's interesting is that when I moved to California, that was where a bulk part of my healing happened. And I'm someone who loves expressing gratitude for everything that I've ever experienced all the people that have helped me get to where I am today so even if they were traumatizing experiences I still have gratitude for it because it made me the person that I am today and I remember there was this one time this one period where I was like wow like thinking about past relationships and they were all so toxic but out of all the toxic relationships this relationship was actually the least toxic. So I remember DMing him on Instagram just being like, hey Jay, so I've just been thinking a lot lately and I just really wanted to express gratitude for everything that you've done for me, everything that you've taught me and da 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 da. Like I wrote this long ass paragraph and obviously he wasn't expecting it. So he messaged me back and he's like, thank you for sending me this. And he just gave me a lot of love and we kind of rekindled the conversation and because i was already in a different country i guess he felt safe starting to open up to me and kind of share things with me also he was still dating he is at this point he's still dating the girl that he essentially quote unquote left me for but they're in a extremely toxic relationship so i think he's just bogged down with life and this relationship so now i'm kind of this breath of fresh air and he opens up to me. He's like, I really want to come see you. I miss you. I'm, you know, afraid of flying, but I would literally go and f- like get on a plane for you. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, you're telling me this now? Like at this point, I'm still confused about the whole situation. But at this point, I've healed. I've let him go. I've moved on. I have no desire of getting back together with him. And then you know, fast forward a couple months later, I actually come home to Ottawa and I shoot him a message and I'm like, hey, I'm home. I would love to get together and just, you know, hang out and just chat. And he's like, okay, like I'll uh, pick you up and we'll go for dinner. I can't remember if he picked me up or not, but anyways, we had dinner and we actually had dinner at a really nice place. And it was so, I don't even know what the word is, like euphoric, nostalgic, whatever it might be, where I'm sitting at a dinner table with this man in front of me, this man that I was infatuated and deeply in love with, and then he broke my heart. I never got closure, had to create my own closure, and now I'm sitting here in front of him, and I'm in this completely different space. I'm healed. I've, or I was in the process of healing. I started my own business. I was extremely confident in myself. I was no longer just throwing myself at men. And there was a lot of work that I did. So I was coming into this from a completely different energy. And I had the courage to ask him, what the fuck happened? Like, help me. Like, I already gave myself closure, but it would be really nice to hear your thoughts about where you were at and just for me to kind of like help little that version of Evelyn get the closure that she needed because I had to make up all these stories so he then opens up to me and mind you this man has never opened up to a single person in in his life I'm sure he had his own childhood trauma he doesn't have that deep of a relationship with his mom 
his stepdad, they don't really talk too much. Like, at least in the realm of emotions, he doesn't open up to his friends. Like, he doesn't open up to anybody. And, like, he even said, you're the only person that I've ever opened up to and that I even am able to share these things. So he was super honest with me. And I could tell how uncomfortable it was for him to be honest because I knew that he felt shame and guilt around the thing that he was about to tell me. But he also knew that I was a safe space and that I was just there to listen. So I basically asked him, like, what happened? Why did you leave? Like, why did we end? Like, I don't understand. And he said, basically, to summarize, because he is from, he's mixed race. And I think this is the problem with white supremacy and where we grow up in Western societies where, you know, everyone just wants to be white. Like, so he essentially said, you know, when I pictured my life and I pictured my family, like I pictured my wife and my partner to be white. Like he pictured himself with a white girl, basically. And I was not white. I'm Asian. And so it was almost like the moment that he saw this girl at his school, he said, I just saw her and I guess I was just fixated on that because she fit that image and that mold. And so essentially, (laughs) from what I gathered, we ended because I wasn't white. Because I didn't fit his picture perfect thing. But you know what's also like really interesting at this time? He then continues to also tell me how, how much he missed me and like how... I actually see him and how he thinks about me so often, how his Instagram is full of, you know, Asian girls and da 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 da. Like he gave me all, like shared with me all these things of like how important I was to him and how much he missed me and all this stuff. And what I really gathered from that conversation was, holy shit. Like, that was not what I, I mean, I don't even know what story I told myself to create closure, but I would have never guessed that it was this. And so the message that I really want to share in all of this, and I'm so sorry that it, like, this was all like chunked up and I was just trying to share with you important information. But then, so if you're still listening, I appreciate you so fucking much. And the messages that I really want you to take away when it comes to this part of my story and part two is don't fucking settle for less than you deserve. And anytime something happens abruptly, like, yes, we all have a part and can take ownership and responsibility for the part that we play in any relationship or situation. But oftentimes when things end abruptly or things end where you can't find closure, a lot of times it's because of somebody else's ego or somebody else's wounds and also our wounds. So have a lot more patience with yourself. Give yourself more love and credit. You know, it's so easy for all of us to be like, what am I doing wrong? Why am I so unlovable? Why am I not enough? But sometimes you're going to might come across a situation where it's like things that you absolutely can't control. I cannot control the fact that I am Asian and I'm not white. It clearly never would have worked. And so me being hard on myself and me 
beating myself up that I'm unlovable is just me putting more pain on myself that I actually don't deserve. So like, just know that you are so worthy of love. You are so worthy of someone that truly wants to be with you, that wants to shout you from the rooftops, that's so proud to be with you. And as traumatizing as this relationship was because of all the inconsistencies, because of the codependency, the substance abuse, the just settling and completely going against anything that I wanted wanted from a relationship, I also learned that love does exist and as fucked up as it all was that closure that I got from the last time I saw him really proved to me that wow I was that important in someone's life that even though he left me for somebody else I still had so much power over him where he couldn't stop thinking about me got tattoos inspired by my culture and all these different things and it's not that I needed it but I think it was just such a nice reminder for me to also share with my clients where it's like we don't know the full story we don't know the other person's perspective so just as much as you might think that they don't care about you or that they don't love you that might not be the case And my point in all of this is that, like I mentioned just a few minutes ago, you are so worthy and deserving of love. You deserve to be in a relationship where you feel seen, feel heard, safe, enough, loved, understood. And you deserve to be with someone who is so fucking proud to be with you and that is willing to meet your needs because your needs are important so don't change who you are don't change and alter your needs to fit the other person if it's not the right fit it's just not the right fit and I promise you that there is somebody out there who is willing to give you everything you desire in a relationship and in a partner or partners so I love you so fucking much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that there were parts of it that you could resonate with. And episode, the next episode, part three is going to be a wild fucking one. So hold on tight. I cannot wait to see your beautiful face. Well, I'm not going to see your beautiful face, but I cannot wait to chat with you next Thursday. And if you enjoyed this, please don't forget to screenshot this episode, tag me on your Instagram stories, and leave a review on Apple iTunes. I love you, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and I'll catch you next week. Bye!